Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Listen, I really enjoyed that conversation with Christian. I'm a, I, I, I think I'll be the president of the Christian Hartley fan club. I can't wait to have her back on Coast View. Just, uh, just such a incredible person and, and just a wonderful role model and someone that I would love to have continual conversations with about a, a number of different subjects. Now let's uh, switch over to my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the times You Man, is there some stuff to talk about? It's good to, good to see you, my friend. Ricky, good to be back, man. You're right. Never It never dies down the NFL. There's always news to talk about. So if you're listening to this on 103.1, you probably have already heard or will soon hear uh, a a campaign, uh, an ad campaign that we've launched over multiple stations talking about Jeff joining me every Friday here. Uh, Center of the tension of of the book, which I think gives Jeff so much credibility, is the fact that he wrote the book on on Sean Payton and Drew Brees, uh, the name of the book is literally Payton and Brees, the men who built the greatest offense in NFL history. And uh, the forward is by Steve Gleason, as you've heard me say before. And he is now working with Steve Gleason to write Steve Gleason's book. So we're thrilled to have Jeff Duncan on this show. And the team at NOLA.com and the Times Picayune do an incredible job of covering sports, especially the Saints and Pelicans, et cetera. Um, so Jeff, uh, so Jeff, you know, what's interesting is Jeff doesn't ask me to do that. I do that on my own because we're so honored to have Jeff as a, as a, as someone we have access to. And and Jeff, I really just public, I'll tell you this, man. I really appreciate you joining us every Friday. I I can't tell. You, it's been a couple of years now of us doing this, and I really appreciate it. Ricky, I love doing it. I mean, it's uh, it's fun. Look, you and I go way back. We all, you know. Long-standing colleagues uh, means a lot to be able to uh, work with you and Kyle also, and also to uh, you know spread a little bit of, of the knowledge over in the Gulf Coast, which I think so much of. Uh, I look at New Orleans and and uh, the Saints and the sports coverage here is really a regional job. So for me, it's just an extension of uh, what I do here in the city of New Orleans. And um, the more I, the more I, it's funny. We just got done in the Gleason book writing about a uh, uh, Steve and Michelle trip over to the Gulf Coast and how they bounced from each little town. They they made a trip a few years back where they went to each little town on the Gulf Coast and explored. And I just thought, man, you know, this is such a unique part of the country. We're really lucky to have it here. So, of course, I'm honored to be able to be able to on your program. Uh, well, thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, um, I, it popped up in my feed yesterday. And that was Sean Payton, Payton with Denver Broncos paraphernalia on and around him. <laughs> it just it felt strange. Hey, look, I'm proud for him. I am. I'm. I, I think he deserves an opportunity. To first of all, take a break and then go go give it another shot. I don't like that he's you know reaching back into the Saints the way he is. And I wonder, you know, we don't know how all that's going to play out yet. But but it doesn't seem good to me. And it also, uh, you know, seems to me that if he keeps that up, he's going to affect his legacy. What's your thought about that? 
Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's certain certain part of the Saints fan base that I think is going to be always conflicted by uh, him going to another team and certainly uh, uh, maybe hiring away some of their top assistants. Uh, but, I mean, anybody that knows Sean Payton, and we all you know knew him here, and, and part of what you loved about him was he was a 24-7 competitor. I mean, he, he wants to win. And uh, it really didn't matter if it was Roger Goodell or who, whoever got in his way. He was going to try to to win. And that was what made him so popular here. So he wasn't going to turn off that switch when he went to, to Denver. And I think it's important to also note that, like, you know, he's not putting a gun to anybody's head. I mean, no one has to leave. Uh, they are being offered jobs, most of them promotions for more money, a way to climb the ladder in the NFL and uh, you know, no one says they have to leave. The Saints are working behind the scenes to try and keep coaches there. So I think, you know, you got to read between the lines sometimes. It's not just Sean Payton pilfering people. Sometimes those coaches are reaching out to him behind closed doors trying to get jobs. So, you know, you have to look at it kind of with a broader spectrum, I think. Well, you know, you and I, you and I have, uh, we've been through similar situation in our career. And it's a lot about culture. You know, it's uh, sometimes people... Yeah, to build to build a strong company, you got to have a strong culture. And Sean Payton created a certain culture. It's going to be hard to just bring people in from the outside. If he had, to, if he was just surrounded by people who who had no knowledge of the previous culture that he had built, it's going to be harder. By having more people in in his in the inner circle within that team in the coaching staff who get his approach, then they can help teach others. And uh, the culture is huge to him. I mean, you wrote greatly about that. Yeah, and, you know, you think about it. He's going to want people, acolytes, that can uh, spread the word, if you will, spread the gospel about what it's like to work under Sean Payton. So as many of those people as he can get. And a guy like Zach Streif, who, uh, you know, was someone that Sean Payton plucked out of the broadcast booth and gave him his start in coaching, uh, is going to be very loyal to Sean Payton especially if he has an opportunity to get a promotion to be the offensive, head offensive line coach. I mean, that's a big job. That's one of the more important jobs on a team. And I think Zach Streif's a very ambitious guy. One day thinks of maybe being an offensive coordinator or even a head coach at the NFL level. Well, what better way to do it than to go there and be the offensive line coach under one of the great coaches in the league? So I can see both sides of this, and I can also understand why the Saints might not be happy about their former coach coming in and picking off some of their top assistants, especially Zach Street, because he's extremely well thought of in the building. So they may be, you know, we will have to wait and see how this plays out, but but they may be having conversation with Zach to say, well, here's what we're willing to do to keep you here. You yeah. know, uh, and, you know, the other thing, let's remind people real quick, there are some NFL rules that apply here. He just can't, you know, run in and steal everybody and bring them over to lateral positions. Tell people about how that works. Well, it has to be a promotion and, and mainly in title. You know, that, that, that's how the league works. They don't want teams robbing each other blindly for staff members. So the only way you can even get permission to interview a, a coach like in this situation is if they are being, uh, if they are interviewing for a promoted position. In other words, Zach Streep is the assistant offensive line coach for the, Sa uh, for the Saints. He's being interviewed for the head offensive line coach. If Sean Payton was trying to get him to come over to be just the assistant offensive line coach, he wouldn't even be able to even talk to him. So it has to be promoted. Quarterback coach to offensive coordinator. Right. Correct. Was that, did that shock you? 
Ronald Curry. No, Ronald Curry also was another Sean Payton guy, a guy that Payton is kind of uh, you know brought under his wing and and taught a lot of offensive football too. And I know he thinks very highly. And the thing I'd, I'd say about Sean Payton, I mean, one of his strengths I always felt like when he was here with the Saints was the staffs he put together. He put a real premium on hiring good coaches and really worked hard at having a ready list of top coaches at every position. And Ronald Curry was one of those guys. I remember when he brought him in, uh, of course, he was a terrific player and is extremely well thought of in the league. And uh, he's a rising star. He's already interviewed with, uh, I think, three or four teams for offensive coordinator positions. So I really think, uh, you know, this is a guy that's going to be a coordinator in time and maybe here in New Orleans if they can keep him. I know Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen are working feverishly behind closed doors to try and keep this staff together, especially the offensive side. If you think about it, Ricky, I mean, a lot of these guys were under Pete Carmichael a year ago. They lobbied for Pete Carmichael to get the offensive coordinator job. Then he got it. The team went with Pete Carmichael, and now everybody might be bailing ship on him. I, I don't think uh, that's a very good sign. So I, I think, in a way, the Saints are trying to keep this thing together and remind these coaches, hey, you know, we we promoted Pete Carmichael. Let's let's keep this group together and go forward. Well, Dennis Allen's also making his moves as well on the coaching staff. Um, what's the latest there? Well, I mean, he's he's brought in Marcus Robertson to head the defensive backs from Arizona. Very good coach, very well respected. That was a very good hire, and they've got to, you know, find a defensive coordinator. I mean, well, they have. I'm sorry, Joe Woods is the defensive coordinator. They've got to find out if this is going to be the way they structure the staff the way it was a year ago with with um, Dennis Allen calling the plays. Joe Woods would be the defensive coordinator uh, and handle the game planning during the week. Uh, I assume that's going to be how they handle it going forward because Dennis Allen, is he said a year ago, Ricky, he didn't want to give up play calling. It's, he said it's kind of like giving up the baby if you don't want to do that. And uh, so I think his relationship with Joe Woods going back a number of years uh, certainly brings a familiarity to the position. But it's hard to hire good coaches in this league. Uh, you know, it's difficult to do, especially when you're coming off a losing season. So he's had to scramble a little bit to fill his staff. Well, 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 you said it. You said it more than once last year, early in the year, that uh, folks like Derek Carr could come into play. And here we are. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, this is an upgrade. I think if they sign Derek Carr, and I really think it's going to happen, they've got to get down to negotiating probably the terms of the deal and what the what the price will be. But this is a guy that Dennis Allen was a part of the front office that drafted him in Oakland with Dennis Allen with the coach there. So there's familiarity there. Dennis Car Derek Carr looking for a new start and comes into a ready-made team that already has a lot of really good players on it. Kind of makes sense for both sides. We'll talk actually more about that here in just a second when we uh, continue the conversation with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune. We'll see you after this break. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have my friend Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times Picayune, and we're talking about the Saints. What a what a interesting thing to watch as Sean Payton does what he's doing and Dennis Allen does what he's doing in the Saints organization fights to sort of keep some uh, continuity on the team as they continue to hire new people and continue to think about what are the big plays they're going to make that's going to position the Saints to win next year. And when we went to break, we're talking about Derek Carr. You know, it's been interesting. Derek Carr is an incredibly talented player, but they sort of just gave up on him. What is that Derek Carr or was it the organization? Wait, have you been able to sort through that? No, you know, that's a great question. I think it's a riddle that the Saints have to solve, and uh, certainly they feel comfortable with it. They wouldn't be bringing him in uh, for a free agent visit. Basically, that's what this is, free agent visit. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Saints are willing to give up compensation right now. That's really the dilemma they have. Uh, do you give up something for a player that more than likely is going to be released and you could get him for free on the open market, but then you got to compete for him? If you give up in a trade, a draft pick, you know you have that player. And I think it's such an important position for them. They know they need to upgrade it. And Derek Carr unquestionably would be an upgrade over Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. And I think the Saints look at it from a 60,000-foot from a view here, right? The a NFC South is wide open. Right now, who's the quarterback in Tampa Bay? We don't know who that quarterback's going to be. It could be Desmond Ritter in Atlanta. Uh, you know, Marcus Mariota, we don't know if it's Sam Darnold in Carolina. None of those are Pro Bowl caliber quarterbacks. You have to feel like if you get Derek Carr in here, a guy that's been to four Pro Bowls in his career, was actually, I think, third in the MVP race one year, certainly has more better credentials, and it would give you a leg up on the competition. I think being bold and aggressive in this situation is, is a good move by the Saints. Now, I'm not sure why it didn't happen. To me, that's a red flag a little bit, Ricky. I mean, uh, you bring a new coach in there, Josh McDaniels. Uh, why it didn't work there, uh, I don't know that they gave up on him so quickly, but they certainly didn't want to pay him that contract that's coming up down the pike. Boy, they, they really didn't. Hey, listen, I, I, I still have these flashbacks of the conversation that you and I had at the end of the season when you were sort of doing a review about where they are, young players have emerged, what does that do to some of the stars? Does that put some of the stars in play for potential trade? And actually, one of the names that you mentioned was Marshawn Lattimore. You didn't say it was going to be traded. You just said one of the guys that could be in play is him. It's interesting. I saw a sports uh, writer, a really respected sports writer in, in Denver, who said that something like that could actually play out. You think the Saints are willing to give that much away? No, I, I'd, I'd be shocked if that happened. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is arguably the best player on their defense right now. I would, I'd be surprised if he moved. I think more likely would be a, a lesser player, maybe a Michael Thomas. I mean, Michael Thomas right now, his situation, I think, is very much up in the air. Uh, they reworked his contract basically to give him the flexibility, he and his agent, to go out and seek a deal, see what the market is like. Uh, and if there's not really a market for him, he could conceivably come back here and they'd have to restructure his deal again. Uh, so, I, But I think someone like him could be in a, in a trade uh, just because of what I've seen happen with their contractual restructuring. Marshawn Lattimore would be, I think, cost prohibitive on the contract side. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're not in, a, in, in any way 
flexible enough right now to take on more salary cap. So I think that would be cost prohibitive for them. But other players, you know, there's guys like, uh, uh, you know, Andres Pete, a veteran player that has a high cap number that they're probably going to either release and move on from, but maybe they put him into a deal for the team like the Raiders to, to make it work for Derek Carr. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because, you know, you and I have talked about this. <clears throat> when Michael Thomas was healthy, he did incredibly well. In those first few games last year, you just saw how aggressively dominating he was as a receiver. Great to see it. Of course, unfortunately, he gets hurt. I mean, it wasn't his fault. He got hurt. I mean, it's just one of those bad situations. But if he can come back healthy and he stays with the team, him combined with these young receivers that who are emerging, these, you know, the, the uh, tight ends that who are emerging, um, a good offensive line, and someone like Derek Carr, that would be interesting to watch if Michael Thomas could stay healthy. Well, I think the key is going to be in this whole deal is, is he willing to come back at a reduced price? I mean, that's really what this comes down to. Is he? They're not going to rework his deal and give him what he had before uh, because he's not produced for three years, has not met those salary expectations. They're going to ask him to take a haircut, if you will. And I don't know if Mike Thomas is going to be willing to do that. Maybe he is because maybe he's been humbled after three years and knows there's not a market out there for him. So I think this thing's way up in the air. There's a lot of uncertainty, but I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility that he's back here next year, but it won't be at the salary he had before. And I think that's what it comes down to. Does he decide and bet on himself that I can go out, get, I know I'm going to get released by the Saints, I, I don't rework my deal, and I go to the open market and get a better deal. That's really, it comes down to what Mike Thomas thinks he can get. It's almost like it's almost like a guy on a rookie contract who's got to go out and prove himself. And if he if he were to have a good year, he could really demand some big numbers in the market. But but uh, you know how much are people willing to risk on him at this point, given his track record over the last three years? It's going to be so dynamic to watch, man. And you're the man to talk to about it because you have such a strong connection into the Saints for some of this behind the scenes stuff, and we appreciate hearing it. This has been Jeff Duncan from Nola.com and the Times Speaking. And have, a, have a great weekend, my friend, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Ricky. We'll talk then, buddy. You bet. You bet. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. Follow Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.